0: Welcome to the International Trade Minute, quickfire trade news, where time is trade. We are your go to podcast for rapid and concise updates on trade and law, designed specifically for busy trade professionals. Sponsored by Redell Law Firm and prepared by seasoned trade attorneys, our twice weekly podcast packages your essential trade updates, all in the time it takes to enjoy your coffee break. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And join the conversation with a network of like-minded professionals on LinkedIn. Where time is trade, make every minute count. Today's episode is packed with stories that touch the very fabric of international trade and regulatory compliance. Let's jump in. We start by diving into a groundbreaking announcement from the Treasury Department that could redefine the landscape for investment advisors in the United States. A new proposed rule is on the table aimed at tightening the reins on anti-money laundering and counterterrorism financing. Issued on February 13th by the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, or FinCEN, the rule seeks to address what FinCEN director Andrea Gaki describes as a patchwork of AML-CFT requirements. This patchwork, she notes, leaves gaping regulatory gaps that have been exploited by criminals and foreign adversaries alike, compromising American innovation and security. The proposal would see certain investment advisors added to the roster of businesses classified as financial institutions under the Bank Secrecy Act. This move mandates the implementation of AML-CFT programs, the filing of suspicious activity reports, adherence to specific record-keeping requirements, and fulfillment of other obligations crucial for financial institutions. Why now, you might ask? FinCEN points to a concerning trend, sanctioned parties, including significant players from China and Russia, leveraging investment advisors as an entry point to U.S. securities, real estate, and other assets. The objective? To access sensitive information and emerging technology, especially in early-stage companies. Despite some advisors already complying voluntarily with AML-CFT requirements, FinCEN has raised the alarm on the sector's vulnerability to illicit finance activity, given the lack of comprehensive regulations. And with the investment advisor industry nearly doubling in assets under management since the last proposed measures in 2015, the stakes have never been higher. This rule would primarily target advisors registered with the SEC or those reporting as exempt reporting advisors. And while a Know Your Customer program isn't on the immediate agenda, FinCEN hints at future collaborations with the SEC to introduce such measures, along with beneficial ownership information requirements. With a 12-month compliance window post-finalization and... Comments due, by April 15th, the clock is ticking for industry feedback and adjustments. As the Treasury tightens its grip on investment security, the ripple effects across international trade and investment are bound to be significant. Up next, we're venturing into the world of sanctions, export controls, and the unintended resilience they've spurred. A fascinating revelation comes from Maria Snegovaya, a senior fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, who shines a light on a concerning trend in Russia's circumvention of Western sanctions. Dissecting Russian military equipment used in the ongoing conflict in Ukraine has unveiled a rather unexpected component Western made microchips. Despite stringent export controls aimed at constraining Russia's war machine, it appears the country has found a way to sidestep these restrictions. Russia, endowed with a vast land border touching the realms of Central Asia, the Caucasus, and not least China, has adeptly navigated its way to substitute crucial Western produced goods. Snegovaya's insights reveal a stark reality. Export controls are now circumvented left and right, rendering the notion of their effectiveness obsolete. The pivot towards new suppliers has been notably marked by an increased reliance on China. From cars to consumer goods and the critical chips needed for modern warfare, trade between Russia and China saw a staggering 26% growth in 2023 from the previous year. This burgeoning trade relationship signals a significant shift in global trade dynamics as Russia seeks to mitigate the impact of Western sanctions. More alarming, perhaps, is Russia's aggressive ramp up in domestic weapons production. Snegavaya points out an increase by more than twofold, and in some instances by more than tenfold, in the production of tanks, rocket launchers, artillery, and missiles. This surge challenges the narrative of sanctions as a crippling tool against Russia's military capabilities. The effectiveness of sanctions in a globally interconnected world presents a complex puzzle. As Russia demonstrates a formidable capacity to adapt and circumvent, the question of how to effectively manage international sanctions remains pressing. On to our next news, we delve into a story that touches the heart of American consumer trust and the value of the Made in USA label. Kubota North America, a Texas-based subsidiary of the global machinery giant, has been hit with a $2 million penalty for falsely labeling replacement tractor parts as American-made, The judgment, entered by the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas on January 25th, comes as a stern message against deceptive marketing practices. Kubota found itself in hot waiter for labeling thousands of its imported replacement parts for tractors, mowers, utility vehicles, and construction and agricultural equipment as made in the USA. This isn't the company's first rodeo with regulatory scrutiny. The FTC brought the case on January 22nd, highlighting that Kubota engaged in this misleading conduct over the past three years, despite previous legal action for the same violations. Kubota, on its end, expressed regret over the matter, stating that it has cooperated fully with the U.S. government throughout the investigation. The company is taking steps to address the FTC's concerns, implementing policies and process improvements to ensure the accuracy of its labels on all Kubota genuine parts. As part of the stipulated judgment, Kubota is not just coughing up the penalty. The company is also bound by compliance reporting and record-keeping requirements for the next 20 years. This includes an annual compliance report detailing its business activities and adherence to the order, as well as maintaining comprehensive records ranging from accounting and personnel to consumer complaints and refund requests. This case underscores the importance of transparency in marketing and the significance of the Made in USA label as a symbol of quality and trust in American manufacturing. It serves as a reminder to companies everywhere that truth in advertising is not just good practice, it's the law. Last but not the least, we are looking into a case that highlights the critical intersection of international trade laws and the high stakes for businesses navigating these waters. A New York-based freight forwarder, Cargo Save, has found itself in the spotlight after admitting to the Bureau of Industry and Security, or BIS, that it illegally shipped enterprise servers and switches to Iran. The year was 2016, and the goods in question, worth $17,048, were sent to Iran without the required license, a clear violation of the Export Administration regulations. The items were controlled under various export control classification numbers, making them subject to the Iranian transactions and sanctions regulations. While the BIS could have slapped Cargo Save with a hefty civil penalty up to $356,579, it chose a different path. Why? Because Cargo Save disclosed the violations, cooperated fully with the investigation, leading to two seizures of the goods, and even assisted in a separate probe into another potential export violation. As part of a settlement agreement, CargoSave won't face a fine but isn't walking away scot-free. The company is now on a two-year probation, during which it must complete export compliance training and certify its attendance to BIS. Failure to comply or any violation of the agreement could trigger a two-year temporary denial order, restricting CargoSave's ability to engage in export activities. This case serves as a stark reminder of the importance of compliance with international trade laws. It underscores the potential for leniency when companies come forward, disclose violations, and cooperate with regulatory bodies. For businesses involved in the complex web of international trade, this story is a cautionary tale of the risks and responsibilities that come with global commerce. Thank you for joining us on International Trade Minute, your rapid source of trade updates for busy trade professionals. And we hope to have you back for our next episode. Don't forget to subscribe.